Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to the B-Sides here at 92.9 The Game and off the woodwork. I'm Jason Longshore. This will be your weekly look at Atlanta United 2 and the Atlanta United Academy teams as the Atlanta United season is well underway. The twos are two games in. The Academy teams are very busy right now. This show each week will get you up to speed on everything going on in MLS Next Pro MLS Next, the UPSL Georgia League when the Atlanta United Academy team is playing there, and anything else related to the development side, maybe the uh, less obvious side of Atlanta United, but a very important side. You hear the term B-sides, and I'm going to date myself here and just bear with me to try to give you a little bit of an explanation as to what that means. If you're a Old school uh, music fan, you probably know the term. Um, It's a little obsolete now because we don't have singles being released in the same way that they used to be. Back in the day, whether it was a a 45 uh, vinyl record, whether it was a cassette, the cassette singles, man, I used to love those, uh, the CD singles, a lot of times what bands would do and and pop artists would do it in different ways, uh, hip-hop, R&B, same thing. You would have the song that you are pushing, that is the the number one product, and and these are your your biggest songs, the biggest singles, but you'd have other things to get people to buy the single, and people did it different ways. Sometimes it would be a song that didn't make the last album um, and was a great song, so maybe didn't fit the overall tenor of the album. Two prime examples of that, uh, Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac, uh, which is big right this second with Daisy Jones and the Six and that song and that performance at their reunion kind of inspiring the novel that was then turned into an Amazon Prime series. Silver Spring didn't fit the Rumors album, but it's one of Fleetwood Mac's best songs. Yellow Ledbetter by Pearl Jam, one of Pearl Jam's best songs, didn't fit the album, but was a B-side and drove sales of that single. Uh, Sometimes you'd see a remix um, or a, a different mix or dance mixes, whatever it was. The B-sides 
a lot of times would either point to where an artist is going or just be something that didn't quite fit yet into the main album or the main idea. That's kind of what a reserve team, a second team like Atlanta United 2 and, and what the academy is. It's the developing side of the club. And you're going to see, and we've already seen it over the history of Atlanta United, but you're going to see it more and more as generations come through the Atlanta United Academy, get experience in MLS Next Pro with Atlanta United 2, you're going to see that side of the club be more and more influential as Atlanta United continues to mature. And that's what this show will keep you up to date with. So let's jump into Atlanta United 2 in 2023. First off, it's a new league. It's MLS Next Pro as opposed to the USL Championship. MLS Next Pro right now is all MLS second teams. Now, over time, and we saw this last year in the league with Rochester, New York, they ceased operations earlier this year, so they're not in the league this year. But Carolina Core SC is coming into the league next year as an independent team. There will be more and more independent teams that join MLS Next Pro. But it is a place where young players can get valuable experience, whether they're on first-team contracts or not. It's a place where academy players can get tested at a level above their academy age group. And it's good competition and a good proving ground for your club and for your development process. Atlanta United takes the development process very seriously. We're seeing it this year with Caleb Wiley's performances played as a 15-year-old with Atlanta United 2. Noah Cobb made his debut at 15. There are promising young talents in the Atlanta United 2 professional roster right now, like Johnny Vial, David Mejia. There's also players on loan from Atlanta United's first-team roster, like Eric Centeno, like Efrain Morales, Luke Brennan making his way to the Atlanta United MLS roster next year. He's on a pro deal with Atlanta United 2 this year. Alan Carlton signed an Atlanta United 2 deal. So it is a very important step in that development process. And MLS Next Pro is a very good spot for that development process to play out. So with all that said, let's look at the standings in MLS Next Pro through the first two weeks of action. Now, not everybody has played the same number of games, but in terms of the divisions, Atlanta United 2 is in the central division. They're in with Chicago, Orlando, Cincinnati, Miami, Columbus, Huntsville, which is affiliated with Nashville, and Atlanta. That is the central division. And right now, it's Chicago and Orlando Perfect record through two games, six points on the table. Cincinnati, one and one through two games. Miami, one and one through two games. Columbus, one game played. They drew it, but they won the shootout afterwards. When games finish in a draw, there will be a penalty shootout afterwards for an additional bonus point. So Columbus, 0-0 and 1 on the table, but with two points because of that shootout win. Huntsville. 0-1-1, they lost their opener against uh, Charlotte's Crown Legacy, that's their second team, but drew in the second match and won the ensuing shootout. So they're on two points. Atlanta threw two games on one point. They drew this past weekend against New York Red Bulls too, but they did not win the ensuing shootout. Lost 5-4 in the shootout. Nick Firmino's shot was saved, 
and the Red Bulls went perfect five for five. So up next on the B-Sides, you're going to hear from Atlanta United manager Steve Cook. I was able to speak to him after the match at Fifth Third Bank Stadium in Kennesaw on Sunday night. Here is parts of our conversation. Uh, first half, what did you feel like your team did well in the first 45? Yeah, I thought we were really good the first 45 and um, it created numerous opportunities. I think we were better with the ball in the first half in terms of playing out of their press and out of the, the central spaces and moved it wide really, really well. Um, I think it was a feature of what we did is not getting clogged in the middle, which is what they really want uh, to, to do, and moving the ball wide. And then we actually found from those positions good opportunities to go behind them and, and that seemed to really hurt them. And I just said there to the boys, the disappointing thing is we didn't come in at half-time 2-0, 3-0 up. And I think if we'd have done that, then we'd have obviously gone on and, and took command of the game. But when you come in at half-time 1-0, after dominating, I think, the way we did... Um, you know, you leave teams in it, and when you play New York Red Bull, they can they can hurt you in a second, and that's what they did. So, uh, I guess you know, I'm not disappointed. Uh, I think the second half we might have made too many little changes, and and that affected the rhythm. But first half for sure, we played some really good stuff, and I think unfortunate not to go in two or three uh, goals. Up. Did they do anything differently in the second half that, that gave your team trouble? I think they pressed a little bit higher in the first half. They, they kind of sat off the goalkeeper, sat off the centre-backs. They let us play, they let us build uh, more than they did. I don't know whether that was a plan or not, but uh, certainly that's what it, 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 it seemed. And then second half, I think, you know, when you're a goal down after half-time, you, you're going to come out differently. I actually, we, we corrected some things at half-time, but, but warned them as well that the other team would come at it. And I think... Again, knowing New York Red Bull, they have that intense way of playing and, and you know they're not going to lay down and just let you beat them for, for free. So uh, credit to them, they came out second half and created some good opportunities. But having said that, I think we created our better opportunities of the game in the second half. I think we, we had a cross with a header that from point-blank range that was missed and we had a couple of moments, 1v1, that I think we could have done better. Um, you know, One of our players got fouled as the last player moving forward, which I was a bit disappointed in. But that's that's life, you know, and uh, unfortunately we couldn't get the second goal. Had we got the second goal, I think we would have gone on and won by three or four. I think what impressed me about the second half and when it did get away from, from Atlanta, still had opportunities at the end to win it. Yeah. The fight back after losing momentum was really strong. Yeah. I think so. It's been a, a bit of a feature, hasn't it, uh, that, that even though... We had that disappointing goal go against us and, and Red Bull certainly were, were um, really coming at us for, for about 10-15 minutes there, which they're going to do. They've got good players. Um, the resilience from the players to make sure we, we, we kept it at one and then we came actually through and I felt we were going to get the winning goal and when it went to penalty kicks, I was a bit disappointed that we hadn't got the winner because I think in that last two, three minutes we could have easily done it and I think Eric Lopez had that one that he he probably wishes he could take back but he's a great player and a wonderful finisher and he just managed to scoop it at the goalkeeper and, and I think he, he had he had that, that shot another nine times he'd score them all. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about three individuals and Lopez was one. What did he give the group tonight? I think Eric is a quality player and certainly in the final spaces he's, he's excellent. It was a great goal he scored, a wonderful finish and that they're not easy when, you, when you're running at goal from 50 yards or so, it's not easy. And actually he had another one that just 
he, he got onto his left foot and, and kind of just pushed it past the near post and then that one at the end there I think he's a he's a really quality player he's a, he's a quality individual as well with us he's been nothing but a, a great teammate and, a, and a, a really hard working player for us with the twos and I think he's a young young player with a really bright future Goalkeeper Clément Diop playing with the twos tonight added a lot of leadership. It he's, felt like he's been fantastic, and and not only leadership, but his experience, but his quality, and I think he was really good with his feet, uh, especially in the first half. I think he was actually the source of some of our really strong attacks, and I think again they came a little bit higher in the second half, which made the, the centre backs have a little bit less time. So we, we ended up playing into the full backs a little bit bit earlier, and maybe into the forward line a bit earlier. Uh, but he did terrific and made two or three great saves. One, I think, to the kind of upper right corner where I thought was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really in command and really uh, a, a top performance from a, a real great professional. And then Tyler Young at right back, another good performance from him. Yeah, it's interesting, Tyler. You know, I don't think he's played right back ever before. Right. And uh, tonight, I think he he built on his performance from last week. I think he was really, really solid. Um, and not only solid with the ball, uh, but defensively as well. He did a really, really good job. And, you know, I think probably when we moved him to right back, people might have raised a few eyebrows as, you know, he's always been a winger and, a, and, a, and an attacker. But I, I see something in him as a fullback and certainly one who can go forward and break lines. And I think he was, a, a, again, against a difficult Red Bull team, I think he was a, a real feature and was able to take us forwards as well down that right hand side quite often. And, um, you know, credit to him, he keeps working hard and hopefully we can, we can help him with his career and, and build a bright future for him. We'll hear more from Steve Cook before the B-sides are over for this episode. But we left Steve talking about Tyler Young. Also had a chance to speak to him after the match. Here's the conversation with Atlanta United rookie Tyler Young. First half had everything going y'all's way. Second half went the other direction. What's it like playing against a team like the Red Bulls? Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be difficult um, playing against a team that, that likes to press. Um, I think that's one thing we, we tried to prepare for, and I think we did well in the first half, um, being able to play out and, and kind of counter their counter press. Um, but I think, you know, as time went on, I think uh, had we finished our chances, you know, it, it might have been a different game. We might have kind of deflated them a little bit. But, um, I mean, for it to go to PKs, it's, it's not bad, obviously. It's something new, but, you know, I think we need to just, just move on from that. What's the lessons you learned spending the preseason with the first team? Yeah, I think um, just mainly hard work. I think it doesn't matter, you know, you know where, where I'm playing, uh, what position. I think for me, it's just, you know, putting my head down and, and trying to earn a spot. That's that's the main thing right now. And you've played a little bit of everywhere preseason. You were all over different places. I know Gonzalo mm-hmm. Pineda liked your versatility. Mm-hmm. And you come here and you're playing right back for the first time ever in your career. Uh, I've played there maybe once. But okay. Yeah. What's the conversion been like? Um, I think the only thing is really like the, the defensive responsibility. I think uh, it does help with, with having versatility. You know, I'm able to, to be a more attacking right back. Um, obviously, you know, I might get caught out of position here and there because, you know, I, I'm still, you know, trying to get away from that, uh, you know, attacking midfielder uh, kind of position. But I think I'm enjoying it, you know, um, just trying to take players, you know, on and, you know, trying to get into the attack a little more, but also, you know, trying to 
be along the back four and, and be solid. So in that defensive yeah. role tonight, knowing you're going to get pressed consistently by the Red Bulls, mm -hmm. how do you think you fared? I think I did well. I think I did well. I mean, there are probably too many giveaways sometimes, but I think uh, in terms of you know building out, I think I did well. You know, put our, put our team in good positions. I had a cross that you know I, I might have overhit a little bit, but you know, um, just trying to get you know more consistent and, and attacking and um, you know also being more solid defensively. So, so two games under your belt as a pro. What's the biggest difference at this level from Campbell? Uh, yeah, I think uh, at times speed of play for sure. I think uh, it, it's it speeds up a lot faster than, than college at times. But um, I think there there are some similarities with like physicality and and stuff like that. I think that that hasn't really changed because um, obviously at, at Campbell we were playing at a pretty high level as well. So you know, I think uh, you know I, I was kind of used to it um, playing with good players and, and against good players. So I think uh, you know a little has changed, but. I think obviously the expectation of being more consistent at the pro level is, you know, higher for sure. So. And then, what's your mindset going into the first road game of the year, NYC next weekend? Yeah, I think uh, you know, just just trying to get three points away. That that's the main goal right now. I think uh, we we had a good showing against Crown Legacy. Um, even though you know we lost the game, I think we we had a great game. Uh, we should have won that game on the road. That was our first kind of experience playing another uh, MLS, MLS Next Pro team on the road. And I think we, we did pretty well. So, I, you know, that, that prepared us for, for this game. And I think we have a good chance. Young has been so impressive playing as a right back with extremely limited experience in the position, as you've just heard. He looks like a natural, and we've seen this with Atlanta United, too, over the years. John Gallagher was an attacker in college, a really good one at Notre Dame, as was Aiden McFadden. Both have converted into playing fullback at the next level, but using those attacking skills uh, very importantly in their careers. I think McFadden right now is a, a really vital part of the club because he's able to bounce back and forth between the first team and the second team, and this season he's playing on the left side a lot more so he's getting that experience becoming a utility fullback is a good way to make sure that you have value and Aiden McFadden has done that John Gallagher has over time really turned into one of the better attacking fullbacks in the league and I think Tyler Young has that kind of potential I think what surprised me the most so far is his ability on the defensive end Sometimes that's the hardest thing when you're making that conversion, and it feels like Tyler has come natural to that side. And for a guy who was a two-time conference offensive player of the year at Campbell, that's a big transition, and he's bought right into it. And I hope to see him, as the defensive side continues to solidify, I hope to see him get forward more. And I thought we saw that at times against Red Bulls, too where he looked more comfortable, looked more confident, and it really started to come to fruition there. Now, for those of you who don't know, the broadcast situation is different than it used to be when it comes to Atlanta United 2. The games are not on ESPN Plus anymore. They're on either MLSNextPro.com or on Apple TV and MLS Season Pass. And the calls are being done nationally now. Chris Whittingham called the game this past weekend. So I'm still involved in calling these games. We're doing them for our Soccer Down Here network, which you can always find at SoccerDownHere.net. 
the Soccer Down Here app, which is free on Android or iOS. You can also listen on the Spreaker app if you have that. Just search for Soccer Down Here. When we go live for these games, you can listen to them there with a radio call. Here's what the two goals sounded like on Sunday against Red Bulls 2. Eric Lopez started the scoring very early, forcing a turnover and converting it into a goal. Throws in looking for Thomas. Cobb wins the header. Finds its way back to Valencia. Now all the way back to Indom. Lopez takes it off of Indom. Lopez 1v1 with Marcucci. Eric Lopez. Goal, 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 Atlanta. Eric Lopez. Pressure makes diamonds, and Eric Lopez just made a diamond with some pressure of his own. Lopez gets on the board for Atlanta. Atlanta United 2 leading the Red Bulls 1-0 early. It's the Red Bulls, so you know they're not going to go away quietly Wiki Carmona, who was playing down with their second team, a guy who maybe should be part of the Red Bulls' first team, he pulled one back in the second half to make it 1-1. Dribbles to the inside. A Fori. Square ball. Carmona. Flick forward. Carmona finds the second ball and finds the back of the net. Goal, goal, goal. Red Bulls. Wiki Carmona, his second of the year. Not what he had intended. He tried to flick that forward to Thomas. It takes a deflection, finds its way back to Carmona, and a composed finish from inside the 18. The Venezuelan Youth International, Wiki Carmona, levels the score at one. Red Bulls, two were great in the second half. Clement Diop made one spectacular save. A uh, few other big saves as well, but Carmona pulls one back. It finishes 1-1. Eric Lopez had a big chance at the very end, but couldn't beat A.J. Marcucci. And then Marcucci was the hero in the shootout. Red Bulls were perfect. Nick Firmino put one into the corner low to his left. Marcucci read it the whole way, got there, made the save, and it's a 5-4 shootout win for New York Red Bulls, too. Now, Atlanta United 2 goes on the road this weekend, first time in league play to face New York City 2. They've played one game so far this season. It was a loss last weekend, a, a narrow loss, a 2-1 loss for the Pigeons' second team. This game will be on Sunday night, and you'll be able to watch on MLSNextPro.com. I will have a, a radio-style call for you on the SDH network, again, SoccerDownHere.net, the Soccer Down Here app, the Spreaker app. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock from Belson Stadium in the New York City area. Here's Steve Cook's thoughts on the focus this week as Atlanta United 2 prepares for Sunday's match. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, New York City, obviously, they've not played yet, so I think they played tonight, the first game. Uh, so we'll take a look at what they do. But, you know, with New York City, you can expect a, 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 an attractive possession-based style of uh, soccer and you expect them to have good technical players and intelligent players. So I think our, our I guess, our 
uh, focus will be on doing what we do well. I think when we play well, we've got some good players, and, and hopefully that can that can take us forward. But continue to work hard defensively, and, and especially in the press, and continue to have the courage to to play out from the back, even when you're getting high press like we did at times tonight. Sometimes I think we've, we've got to have a little bit more courage to play, especially when it seems like the other team are coming on top of you. And I think having that belief to play into tight spaces and want to get on the ball no matter what and if you have a bad moment keep wanting to get on the ball I think is critical for these young players uh, if they if they want to you know push to play in major league soccer hopefully you've enjoyed this inaugural edition of the b-sides covering Atlanta United 2 Atlanta United Academy anything else in the development world of Atlanta United Tuesdays will typically be the release day for this. You'll hear from Steve Cook. You'll hear from players. We'll dig into all of the recent results and what's coming up next week. We'll talk a little bit about Atlanta United Academy's performances at the Generation Adidas Cup down in Florida, along with looking back at the match against NYC FC2. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'm Jason Longshore, and make sure you are subscribed to the Off the Woodwork podcast from 92.9 The Game. Thanks for hanging out. Adios, everybody. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 